Welcome to What the Fish, a podcast where the fish guys at the Field Museum in Chicago talk about marine life, new and crazy species, natural history news, and fish. Who are the fish guys? Dr. Leo Marsbar Smith. Hi, I'm the head of fishes. Dr. Matt Candycorn Davis. Hello, I'm a postdoc in fishes. And Dr. Eric Pixie Sticks Algren. I'm a consultant for fishes here at the museum, and I have a, uh, a, a, a bronchial thing. So I'm going to be speaking with a deep voice on this cast. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, which makes you sound not like a pixie at all. <laughs> no. And I am Beth Milky Way Sansenbacher, your host. Well, we all picked our favorite Halloween candy because today we're doing a, a spooky Halloween special on freaky fish. So what kind of fish freak you out? I don't, I don't like barracudas. I don't like barracudas either. They scare the crap out of me. They're kind of cool when you're, no, like, if you're wading and they're sort of, like, floating in the water, like, off of Florida or something. looking at you. They're just, like, moving teeth. They're, like, teeth that can yeah. swim really fast. They have that smiling look. <laughs> yeah, I like them about as much as I like, like hypodermic needles floating by me in the water. Ooh. Yeah. Like a needlefish? <laughs> no, no. Needle like fish. <laughs> Now, needlefish don't bother me. I don't... I don't. don't they impale people? Like, yeah. Surfers. Yeah. Surfers. They impale people jumping out of the water. So how often do uh, uh, barracudas actually attack people? I don't know a single person that's ever been attacked by a barracuda, okay, but it so happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course it, it happens. It absolutely happens, but... But it's not common. So yeah. we there's no real reason to be scared of barracudas other than they're, like, floating scary. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they attack people, and they certainly you want to... The secret to avoiding them is jewelry. Don't have jewelry on. They like, really? They like yes, shiny... this is true. They like, they like shiny things, so take your rings oh. off. Because because a, because a barracuda is not going to eat a person; they may bite you. That would be won't. a pretty serious bite, though. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but they're not they're they're not there to like they they're not looking for you to in order to bite you. No, they don't look at you. you as like lunch. No, no, no. Does a, does a mountain lion look at us like? Lunch? Yeah, they do. That's okay. why mountain lions scare me. They're the scariest <laughs> uh-huh. things to me because like bears when you're hiking. Like, you know, a bear's going to attack you because you surprised it or you made it mad. It doesn't think you're a tasty treat unless you get the weird one random bear that's really hungry. Like, mountain lion is like, that's breakfast. That's awesome. I'm going to eat that. Like, that's, they'll stalk you and eat you. Right me. I don't know if the Field Museum endorses that opinion. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think healthy fear of things that can hurt you is I think part that, of our job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we no, are right. animals after all. We don't want to be eaten. Yeah, I'm not saying and there are we other should, predators out there. Like I, I love mountain lions. They should exist, and there should be more of them. But you should be fearful of them. Like you should have a healthy respect for them. Or a werewolf. Yeah. Werewolf. 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 <laughs> yeah. What would win in a fight? A werewolf. This or is a Halloween episode after yeah. all. I know. Are there any fish that change like werewolves? Ooh. Is there a fish that that has one aspect at one time and then changes its appearance and becomes Fierce and scary another time. Yeah, like an eel. Yeah. Like, so you could have like a leptocephalus larva is kind of like a feather that's floating around in the water. It's kind of clear and they're really pretty big actually. And then they turn into something like a more eel or a swallower or some of the scariest things out there are kind of eels. Eels are pretty scary. A lot of marine fishes have extreme transformations between larva, juveniles, and adults. 
What about uh, are there any adults that that uh, can look a certain way and then it, uh, maybe the mild mannered full moon comes out and they look yeah. a different way? Right, but they might extend their fins or something and appear in a in a different way. Maybe a puffer fish. Oh, puffer fish. Yeah, that's sure. a good example. Puffer fish is a really good example of that. You also have things like salmon get kind of freaky when they turn into mating system. Oh, you know, you, have, you do have some yeah. things that change during mating. Mm-hmm. You have fish that get hooks and all sorts of things. Yeah, they spikes develop hooks? on their face. Spikes on their face. Yep. Wow. Even common minnows can get kind of oh, yeah. scary looking yeah, when they're in breeding season. They get these big nasty zits. Yeah. <laughs> the big spikes that grow on their foreheads. Really? Yep. What are those for? Either to visually or mechanically attract women. Yep. Mm. Nuptial tubercles. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're called. But you also have, have things like we have a title for the podcast. <laughs> Nuptial tubercles. Happy Halloween. Nuptial yeah. tubercles. No. Uh, what about vampires? I know you get like 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 uh, uh, several uh, blood sucking fish. There are blood sucking fish. You have the candiru the. The candiru, the only vertebrate, the, the only vertebrate parasite of man. What about the lamprey? The lamprey <laughs> oh, attaches right. itself to a salmon and sucks all of its precious bodily fluids. <laughs> right? <laughs> a little bit. You're more like a dead thing. Although they got alive things. Yeah, I guess I'm getting hagfish and lampreys confused. Hagfish also will writhe around and chew up dead carcasses, rips off uh, a chunk of flesh, dead whales. Well, hagfish are Well, that's like, like a zombie, zombie, then. I was going to say, they're more like zombies. Yeah. Brains. Is there a fish that eats brains? Brains. No. Is there a parasite yeah. that eats brains? Yeah. Fish parasite that eats brains? I'm sure there's brains? ones that live off of brains. I don't know if there's one that eats brains. I mean, you you want to watch the virulence. I mean, if you were, if you take out something... Yeah, you can't kill the prey. You can't, you can't kill the prey. It's not good for... Mm. Not good for term. parasite business. Yeah. yeah. That's why you don't want to kill your host. Virulent things tend to die out quickly, so you don't want to you don't want to be too virulent. You want to harm your host and make him kind of sickly, so that he like his friends come and help him, and then you pass, mm-hmm. and then you swim over to them and attack them. Yes, yeah, I can't think of any fish that specifically goes after brains. No, at all. No. But other there are, than but humans, there are fish that like go after like blood of other fish. Like, do they like sharks? That's what they tell us. They just well, they go after blood, but they eat like you know they eat the whole fish then too, right? I don't think that there's any well, like sharks don't. Suck there's some that like there's fang tooth blennies that will go in and rip pieces of flesh off, and you have the cookie cutter sharks that do the same sort of thing. You have a lot of things that you know, and you have a lot of fish that will ram fish and then rip scales off or knock scales off and eat the scales. You have a lot of really strange. So those are cichlids that do that. Mm-hmm. Some in some speculation, but on the same topic, you have a lot of fish that bioluminesce or glow during the mating season, and that's sort of Halloweeny. It is. They look like jack o' lanterns. So yeah. yeah. So things like pony fishes glow only during the mating season, so that they're so it's an attraction thing. So, what would be the best fish to dress up as for Halloween? Mm, can I go outside of fish? Not What's, yet. Not yet. <laughs> Dang it. Not yet. <laughs> Creature from the black lagoon. A merman. Merman. <laughs> Aquaman. Aquaman. No, like if you were going to go as like a scary fish. For scary Halloween. or just a fish? Well, let, I, let's I bet lots of kids go as like Nemo or something. Yeah, I was going to say like of... just a fish. Well, you could go either. 
Can I go as a sushi roll or something like that? I was a carrot once for Halloween. I'd be like a, a sushi roll could be scary if yeah. it was if it was spoiled and you ate it, it it could kill you. <laughs> That's pretty scary. When is a what for Halloween? I was a carrot. I was in a giant. Uh, you were a giant foam cut carrot. I spent like one hundred and fifty dollars renting this carrot outfit. I had like four fingers, black tights. How did you was, even choose that? This was awesome. It was so hot. I was gonna say, <laughs> was so I bet you hot. were hot as It's like an inch and a half thick foam rubber surrounding me at a How party. How old were you? College. What? It was awesome. It was I'll dig up a picture. Uh, I, I want to see a picture now. <laughs> Have you dressed up as a fish before for Halloween? My very first Halloween, I was Jaws. Oh uh, well, yeah, that's a really good Halloween costume. It was nice and it's scary and it's. Fish. Yeah, sort of, he's sort of like the serial killer of, of fish, right? Jaws. He went. He just would go out and just hunt down people and kill them in a vicious, brutal manner, one after the other, right? That was Jaws. It's not that much different from from the, the uh, Freddy Krueger, or maybe not Freddy Krueger. That's wrong. But well, who's the guy? Michael Myers. Yes. You um, know, uh, same kind of chasing. brainless chasing machine. Yeah, brainless chasing, killing machine that's just killing for no good reason. That's a good point. As you, Halloween costumes now fall into like one or three categories. You have like scary, you have to have the sexy, mm-hmm. or you have like the ironic. Oh, did you have a scary, sexy, ironic fish, fish costume. costume? Yeah. Well, there not, can there be a lot of sexy fish? I was going to really say, no, that's the mermaid. It could be a zombie <laughs> mermaid, and what would make it ironic? Well, mermaid, like the actual ancient tales, were scary, right? They lured yes. people to their death and ate sailors' flesh. Yeah, they yeah. weren't. They were more like sirens. Yeah, they weren't benevolent. Mm-hmm. But what they would were, make it ironic? They were be... tempting men and eating their yes. flesh. And then actual what sailors thought were mermaids were like manatees. Yeah, very sexy. Makes you wonder. <laughs> That's what I, that would be my sexy. What happens outfit. to my men when they haven't seen women in a really long time? <laughs> Still, mistaking a manatee. <laughs> You're like that manatee's looking pretty good right now. Uh, oh, manatee. Yeah. How about yeah? How about more generally? All right, more generally. Animal. Yes. yes all right, animal biodiversity related. Halloween costumes. What, what have you ever gone as? Anyone ever gone anything? I went as carrot, like I said, and, I, and jaws. What as an animal? I don't think I. I went as a unicorn once. That doesn't count. That's for a unicorn. Uh, it was like in fourth grade. We just saw the best movie ever for a unicorn. I don't know if you can say though, because it's kind of a spoiler. Okay. Well, I think that would actually be a spoiler. <laughs> 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 <For> what? <laughs> yeah. So I went as a unicorn, and that wasn't. That's not. That's not very. Have I ever gone as another animal? I don't think I have. I usually like traditional scary. Like, I want to be a vampire. I want to be a zombie. Yeah, I like the scary costume. Or, like, I try to be something from South Park. I don't think I've ever gone as any animal. Yeah. I'd like to go as Zat from that movie. Dr. Z? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the blood waters of Dr. Z. The Zat creature. That's pretty good. My dream is to go as a dung beetle. A dung beetle? Let my son be my dung ball. <laughs> ah. I w- I've been at a Halloween party where somebody went as a dung beetle. Was it awesome? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. His name's Steve Davis. He's an entomology student at the University of Kansas. He had a big like, garbage bag, and he just walked around the whole party kicking it around. See, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I, I had this image of that. So, or I either have my son or like a big like paper mache ball. Would your son be happy to be the dung ball? Milo is so easy going. <laughs> you just be able to do like somersaults, like 
Sure. Could you get like a brown colored one of those yoga balls? Those, those yoga oh, I would cover balls? that thing down with with hay and all sorts of things. I oh, mean, okay. That would, like, oh, maybe sure. even some stink. Hay. <laughs> some stink. You'd actually go to a farmer's sure. field and roll it around like the horse manure and stuff like that. And, That'd uh, be fine with me. Oh. I'm not at our house. That's commitment to a costume right there. <laughs> I like it. I was like, it'd be fun. I can't believe someone did that. Yeah. Well, he was an entomologist after all. Yes, this is true. Yeah, I mean, that one, it's all about the dung ball. It's not about the, nobody even will remember what you look like. No. It's well, he wasn't like, wearing any costume. He just showed up as himself, kicked the ball around. Oh, oh you have on. to kind of dress up as a dung beetle. Yeah, you have to have some sort of like a shiny Black. carapace. <laughs> Big <of>. carapace? Yeah. <laughs> An extra pair of limbs, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, some extra some antennas. limbs. Yes. Sure. Right. Yeah, come on. Come on. At There's least some, get like those, those yeah, fake Some antenna. entomologist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he works on weebles, so Lord knows what he could have showed up looking like. Does he have the wonderful uh, bumper sticker that says, I fear no weevil? I don't think so. Because now I need to send him one of those, because those are the best. I like that part in Master and Commander. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. The Lesser of Two Weevils. The Lesser of Two Weevils. I like Everybody loves a good pun. We should do it. We should do a pun episode of what the fish. Oh, All right. What about what about scary movies involving fish? There's Piranha 3D. Have you is guys it, seen that? Oh yeah. Is it good? I haven't no. seen it. I mean, but is it good in a bad sort of way? I think it's good in a bad way. Yeah. Like it's so bad, it's like ridiculous. Like because yeah. piranhas are flying out and. But yeah, they look crazy. Face. I mean, they don't even look like a piranha. What do they look like? Well, they. Most is that the one with David Hasselhoff? No, that's the new new one. That's the brand new one. That's oh. number two or something. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. The whole movie is not worth watching. No, uh-huh. I thought it was all right. But then it's you're like, isn't like Christopher Lloyd or something in it? Yeah, Christopher. You're Lloyd's just like, what the heck? Well, there's also the <laughs> Doc Rich, Brown. There's also the <laughs> they're better than this. Richard <gasps> Dreyfus opening scene, kind of a uh, Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Richard Dreyfus is yeah. in this. Holy, holy, how the mighty have fallen. It's all right. It's a perfectly fine B movie. Like Duty if you like B horror to movies, Jaws to that. I love. I love how in movies and in cartoons and like they do this in Madagascar, where like sharks come up on land and they're just like chomping away at stuff. Like that is hilarious to me. I don't. There's something about sharks being on land trying to eat you that is just the funniest thing in the. I don't world. know. I got the, one of the most scared things ever happened to me fish wise was like I was sitting on a beach in San Diego and all of a sudden a big wave came up. I saw that it was going to come. So I picked up my stuff, but then so that it wouldn't get wet. And then all of a sudden it like the wave goes back out, you know, goes back into the ocean. And I look behind me and there's a guitar fish sitting there just like above, like, <laughs> like beat non, non ocean side for me on the other side, like going like, what has happened? It's like a five foot long guitar fish. Like it was like, Oh my goodness. Cause I'm afraid of guitar fish. They're freaking crazy. Have you ever seen a guitar I, fish? I don't, I don't know. What you're it's like a, it's fish. between like a, like a shark and a ray kind of, at least morphologically, and uh, so they're about five feet long. They're long like a shark, but the mouth and stuff are on the bottom. And they, you know, they're, just, they're shaped like a guitar or the silhouette or whatever you want to look at it from the top. And uh, just freaky. And so then you're just like, do I go grab it? And try I was going to say, was do it you take it back around? in the water? Yeah, no, it was like full meat its tail like crazy. Was it trying to get to you? Or I think it just wanted to go back in the water, but yeah. like, <laughs> I still didn't, I kind of wanted to help it. I kind of wanted to just stay away. Yeah. That you know, would, that I didn't like it at all. Didn't like it one bit. That I well, I agree with you. That would be scary if a shark actually washed up on the shore next to me. I would I would run away and I would scream. There's no shortage of videos if you want to watch something cool. It's like orcas coming up on the beaches and taking oh, down birds yeah. and stuff. Like orcas are really crazy with that stuff. They yeah. obviously like the hydroplaning stuff yeah, that they do. Like they know what they're doing. I know that's so, a much better predator than me. So what other fish freak you out? So we know guitar fish and uh, barracudas freak me out. Barracudas also freak me out. Hmm. The paku, of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> Paku, piranhas, Pakus. Do piranhas really freak you out? No, no. Candy root? No, the one. I mean, the one time I was actually fishing and catching piranhas, like in Brazil, I was more freaked out by the the large caimans, like the four to six foot long caimans that were like surrounding the boat trying to steal the piranhas. So you're more afraid of reptile like things. Yeah, I was more worried about them than the piranhas oh, themselves. Yeah. Like the moray eels have a sort of sinister appearance. I mean, they they, they look. Sc- I wouldn't. I'm not necessarily. Is that just because they're like a snake, or is it they're on their own? It's just they have a big mouth and they're hiding in their little burrows and they kind of blend in and then all of a sudden you see them and they kind of pop out and they have these wide mouths and they have a evil sort of reputation. They're also dumb as a stump. Are they? Oh, yeah, as a pet. Hmm. I think as a fear, probably, if somebody's fearing something in the ocean, it's even just, it's it's like that simple concept of just being there and not knowing what's below you, like what's actually surrounding you or around you. You might not even be afraid of one particular fish, but it's just that whole concept of not knowing what's under there. Well, like, like, uh, like open water? Yeah. That movie was freaky like like i mean just in to be in that situation of you know you went scuba diving and you're up and you're in the middle of nowhere and just how like powerful the ocean is and how little and insignificant you are and how you are gonna die yeah i think in a lot of ways that would be a more scary it's not the feeling that kills you it's the ocean right I think in that, well, well eventually well, the uh, fish get them the, in that the, one. Yeah, right? I think yeah, a well. shark got them. Or a eventually. bunch of them or something. Well, you just needed to like put that, a, like a cap on that movie, though. You can just be like, well, it's gone. Like Amelia Earhart, very unsatisfying. Yes. Yeah, I think at the end there was the shark feeding frenzy or something. Right. There was like a whole yeah. swarm of sharks. Well, what's fear? What is, what is fear? Well, what is fear? Well, I, uh, uh. It, well, f- mm-hmm, that's a good question. I mean, what causes, you, what causes you to protect yourself? It's you're obviously afraid well, of damage or just harm, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's, it's well, it's tr- nervous. I mean, I meant like, is it? It's got to be fast enough that it's got to be. I mean, it's definitely a. Chemical. There's certain there's like certain a, physiological like uh, 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 physiological things. There's certain things. Like heart racing. Like, yes, like it, there's a release goes with of epinephrine fear. from the adrenal glands, yes. and there's uh, like I'm sure some tuna being chased by a fish. It's hard. Must be racing like doing what it can to not get eaten. It must be afraid of being... Sympathetic eaten. nervous system is engaged yeah. in the in the classic fight-or-flight yeah, response. Yeah, I was going to say, adrenaline gets released, too. I mean, that's why people jump out of planes, right? Because that you wouldn't want to do that. That's scary. So that I don't want to do that, period. Yeah, I know. Um, but, like, people do it because you get, like, that I bet Matt brush. would want to do it. I do want to jump out of a plane. That would How be about you, Eric? Um, I like the idea, but I, ha- I, I have an... In- as I get... Slowly older, I have a slowly increasing fear of heights now. Mm-hmm. I used to be a little afraid of heights, and now I'm really afraid of heights. But when you're, but a plane is so high up, it's almost not like heights anymore. It's not like being at the edge of a tall building. It's like you're just way up in the sky. Still, I don't think I would ever do that. So let's go the opposite direction. Would you have a fear of depth? Would you go down um, into the deep sea? I if somebody would put yeah. you in a submersible and take you down, would you go? I would do it because the I, I would do it, but I'd be afraid. But I would do it because the the opportunity would be so rare yeah. and such a such a a cool yes. opportunity. I would be scared. I would be like petrified, but I would make. I hate the scared. idea of the miles of water above your head. Like, oh yeah, if anything goes wrong, you're just dead. 
You'd be dead quickly. It's fast, though. Game over. Yeah, I know. It is fast. Like, yeah. Know. I mean, like, if you fell from a plane, you'd have a real long time to think about that big yeah. crash at the end. Yeah. I always thought that was a very artistic, kind of a cool scene in the abyss or something when he's, like, out there alone, like, just descending. You know? And his things breaking and yeah. he's going 10,000, 12,000, yeah. 14,000. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that would be a pretty crappy situation to be in. <laughs> would that be any worse than Bruce Willis on the meteor? Or and asteroid or in Armageddon. Nobody yeah. saw that movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think, I think it would movie. be better to be in the deep sea because at least then you're not trapped with Ben Affleck because you're going. Down. <laughs> <laughs> ben Affleck, Bruce Willis, at six of one, half a dozen of another. I'd rather. What about be James Garner in the moon in that old man space movie, Space Cowboys? Space Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. James Garner at least could tell you interesting stories about the Rockford Files. So, you know, back in the old days. As like, you're on your way to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your way to the moon. Yeah, like, I remember working with Anthony Zerby back in 1976. I picture the person sitting there on that thing just like trying to rip their patch on their space shoot. It's like, let's end this. <laughs> I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. I, I would fear going into space just as much as going into the deep. Really? I, would. I would do it, but I fear them equally. I would like I to do both. The, I think I would still do both. I yeah. would never go into space, but unless it was way safer. But that's the whole thing. I was like, there's not that many people that die from submersible accidents, and there is. It's like every hundred times we send a astronaut into outer, outer space, someone dies. It's like the percentage mm. is like yeah, that's true. One or two percent. I would still go if I had a chance, though. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, even hey, with a even with space. a young child depending on you, you would uh, you'd risk your life in that. Selfish way. Selfish way. She's already now you're making me feel like a jerk. <laughs> Maybe, but how many people get to go into space? I mean, it's space. Are you in, are you insane? Like, yeah, I would the, go. Uh, I don't Trek. know if I would it's go into space. Space scares it's me space. a little more. It's alien. No one can hear you scream. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I, I know. See, space and the deep scare me equally. Like the deep, because yeah. I mean, like it's. Super if you have a problem, you're equal. Name screwed. someone that yeah, died. Exactly. Name that's someone I mean. that died in a submersible. Well, no, I mean there's that, but if you have a problem in either situation, mm-hmm. the Beatles did a yellow submarine and they were fine. Yeah. Like you're you're done. Like, Think about how many over. submarines are cruising around all the time under the water. Super deep. Deep enough? How deep you want? What's super deep? It's an uh, interesting contrast in pressure, though. Because obviously the deep has tons of pressure. That's what I'm saying. Space has none. I mean, the number of like, like armed or whatever, like people in our military that are like in submarines at any given time, and the few that die relative to those astronauts, they they are not equally scared. They are equally mathematically. They are. It's. Do you know that though? I bet more people have died in the deep ocean than have died in space. Well, sure. That's because there's like a billion more people have gone in the deep ocean than. I don't know if that's true. A billion. Like, I mean, it depends on what deep is. But like a submarine deep. Must, I mean, it's, I don't know how deep is. Yeah, the, but what happens if one submarine goes down? You lose hundreds of people. Yeah. Yeah, but this, I, outside of people like <laughs> dropping I, like I bet, depth I, charges I, on them. Yeah, but like if you exclude that because that's not fair. Yeah, but how many times <laughs> has a submarine gone down and nobody even knows about it because they don't. Report right. those things, and this is they, more. They, who doesn't report those things? <laughs> I don't know, like the Norwegian army. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're looking at fear logically, and fear is not logical. I'm just saying it's like. I'm saying it's it's. it's he's a putting weird, some fuzzy math on. this. I know he is putting some fuzzy some math. fuzzy numbers. I'm gonna but it's, find out the numbers, and I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna put them on that it's like post. Fuzzy your numbers, yeah. Unknown abyss. Right, and it's the same. Like space is like this weird, totally alien. I can't live there without. Like life support, 
It's unknown. The Undiscovered deep country, is, Star Trek. Series. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the deep is the same way. I need total life support. It's totally like unknown. We don't know what's down there. It's totally scary. But, but the, when you're underwater, you, you have this fighting chance that if something goes wrong, you just pull the things and you float up to the surface. There's no coming back safely from outer space. Oh, that might not happen. Apollo 13 came back? No, but there was skill involved. Like, I'm saying this is like, like a parachute. This is, is the level of competence of a parachute. And like, if once you're, you're really, outside the atmosphere, it's no parachutes working. If you're really in the deep and something goes wrong, you're not coming back either. Yeah. That'd be really deep. But I mean, like. But that's what I'm talking about. I'm you don't even have to be that. You don't even have to be that deep. You could just be like scuba diving and have an accident that's and get true. the bends coming yeah. back up if you don't do yeah, it properly. You, get, you, yeah. you might live through the bends. You might, or your guts you won't make live out through reentry. Uh, yeah, you won't live through reentry. Oh well, yeah, the you saw that MythBuster. Remember that one where they like the pressure was released when they they had the guy they had him in one of those old fashioned um, diving uh, suits. Diving suits, and they put like a pig, like they like wrapped up a pig, like flesh and stuff like that. And a dead pig. A dead pig, and they like put it down in the depths, and then they just like release the pressure, and all like the organs just came like splurting out because the pressure was too great. Yeah, that's not a good way to go. No, that's a terrible way to go. Having yeah, your eyeballs explode in outer space isn't so great either. Total yeah. recall. <laughs> Total recall. A very scientifically oh, accurate movie, the way their heads hilarious. swole up like balloons. Bad. That was a bad movie. I love that movie. Oh, oh guys, like, I watched that with my dad, and oh, I was just like, this is dumb. Oh, so our freaky fish of the week is itty tiny. It's a tiny little fish. This fish better like kill you eight ways from Sunday because it is so small. I would not be scared of this whatsoever. Like it's 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 like what an inch and a half long, and it has a long kind of um, antenna thing coming out of its head. Lure. Lure. Is this an anglerfish? Is this like the tiniest angler, cutest anglerfish in the whole world? That's about as big as those get. What is this? So for the Halloween fish, you pick the cutest, smallest anglerfish? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, this thing is like I the thought most, this was the Satan fish. This, this is the most adorable little fish ever. Like, Would you describe would, that lure as being whip-like? It is whip-like. It is a whip-like lure. It's a whip angler fish. It's a whip angler fish. It is the cutest little fish. I would name it like Frankie and keep it and want to pet it. <laughs> well, well, nice how, choice. How does it compare to our logo, then? Is this our logo? Our yeah. logo is pretty Halloween friendly, actually. But it's our logo orange looks and scary. Can... It's not our logo. How does it, how does it oh, differ? It's a different kind of angler fish. Oh, it's a different kind of different family. Fish. Different family of angler fish. Yeah, because ours looks scarier and it looks chunkier, and the lure is not nearly as long. Yeah, that's why it's a whip tail, oh. or whip. Sorry, whip angler fish. Oh, so why, why is this a freaky fish? So this is Rhinactus leptonema. And he's, I think it's kind of got like a whale-like face. Don't you think it's got like a smiley, like whale-like face rather than like a ferocious anglerfish mouth? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, maybe that's why it's so like cute and adorable because it looks like it's just going to smile and swim up to you and you know, give like, you a big kiss, give you like some good vibes while it's swimming next to you, and it's you the good vibes, like, and then it engulfs you, and then it and then it eats like then it eats you like because it can. Just it doesn't need to be quite so scary because its lure is so long. There's not that many in the. Uh, I think there's only a handful of these whip anglerfish species. So, um, how do? What does it eat? Anything it can fit in its mouth. It's a, probably a, almost exclusively a um, 
carnivore, I would assume. Do they get much bigger or are they usually that tiny? They get a little bigger. All the anglerfish sort of max out after a couple, like, I don't know, what would you say? Probably like four or five inches tops from almost any species. This one probably gets to be four, I would say. So does it does it do like lure fishing? Like, as you would think a lure fisherman to do, like it goes like back and forth and whips it around? I don't think you have to whip it around quite so much. Um, I think that it's a whip in the sense that it's really long compared to the like the logo. The logo, I'd say that the whip is you know third to half the body length. And on this thing, the on these guys, the lure and whip is probably long as long or if not longer than the body of the fish itself. So it, I don't, but I don't think it gets any advantage by some sort of cracking the whip motion right. here. Like it doesn't attract. Yeah, you just it may it just allows it to move it in more places, but it would be hard to imagine. You know, how well could you, how, it's a single dorsal spine, so how much control can they possibly have when it's as long as your body? It's like trying to, you know, paint on a, you know, roller or something as opposed to with a paintbrush in your hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's complicated. Do you think other fish fear the, the terror of the whiptail anglerfish (laughs) in the seas? Is it whispered upon? By all of the fish the size of a fingernail? (laughs) (laughs) Man. (laughs) Its legend has grown. (laughs) It's all relative, isn't it? (laughs) I think all anglerfish are scary. What about, like, so, like, from a fish evolutionary perspective or something like that the uh zombification the tetrodotoxin that happens in like haiti and things like that is yeah, that's interesting sure. tetrodotoxins from bacteria that live in the gonads of fish these are the same puffer fish that are the fubu poison and that's apparently if you, you know i don't know anything about ttx but like if you take it somehow it can knock you out so that you seem dead to a medical professional mm-hmm and that they then come back to life, and that's the, the Walking Dead zombie yeah, stuff. Yeah, Ted, I, I'm, yeah, I, I uh, regrettably, I don't have a good memory of what they use tetrodotoxin for. Well, it's a, it, it blocks it's a neurotoxin. Yeah, it's a neurotoxin. Yeah, it's a neurotoxin channel. So like, is that, and there's been some like the neuromuscular junction yeah, or something yeah, like that. Sodium so channel. It's like a yeah. So there, there's been some reports that it's that it's possible that the that yeah in Haiti the the zombie powder that someone might make to turn somebody initially into a zombie might have tetrodotoxin in it. And there have been a number of people that have argued back and forth whether or not that's the cause of that. But, you know, the one thing that seems clear is that all the different types of powders that people tend to pick up have tetrodotoxin in the powders, even if it's in very small quantities. So, Yeah, tetrodotoxin is neat, though, because it's named after tetrodonidae, the puffers that it came from, but it's actually from bacteria that live inside the puffer and so you, that's why you can get tetrodotoxin there's some birds that have tetrodotoxin and you have some of the a small percentage but some of the dark poison dart frogs have tetrodotoxin so are there, um, are there are there puffer, octopus. are there puffer fish without the toxin tetrodotoxin in I it think there mean, are because it's the so some that don't have the bacteria be, yeah would it have to be something you pick up locally I don't think all it, of them it, it, also, it also depends on what you mean by puffer I guess I mean okay. I wouldn't go eating the gonads of any puffer or any... Or the liver. Or the liver, yeah, any of the major, major organs. I wouldn't eat gonads of anything because they taste bad. Well, I don't know. I've never had them, but... There's that whole... Well, it's an old episode, but that Simpsons episode was all about that. I right. think from about gonad first. eating or... It's not like eating uh, the puffer, fish. the, puffer, uh, the fugu, fugu, and Homer thinks he's going to die because they think yeah. he ate too much. So fugu, you know, part of, part of the 
you know, why it's a delicacy in Japan is because you, you need to get the right amount of that toxin in, in the cut. And so this is why it takes like 10, 20 years to train as a fugu chef because you have to cut it in just the exact way so you get enough of the toxin in there so it kind of makes you high but not enough that it'll kill you. Yeah, it does it make you numbness. high or is it just is it just a taste? I don't know because I've never eaten it because I think... It causes it, numbness and stuff in the yeah. mouth. And, but, but it's, it, it's it, also it's like... It's supposed to be an, kind of euphoric a little bit as well from what I hear. Like yeah. I have not tried yeah, this. Yeah, so is jumping out of a plane supposed to you know induce euphoria. Yeah. And, yeah. But they, they're now starting to use it as a pain, like a, like a pain reliever or whatever. An analgesic? Yeah. An anesthetic? That was a, analgesic was ah. what I was looking for. So they inject you with a certain amount... And it's like supposed to be fantastic for certain kinds of horrendous pain, like sign burn, me up, like burn pain, you know those sorts of. Oh, don't sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> the kinds of things that you often induce comas to avoid. So oh, when, okay, that, that, level, yeah, of, that right. level of pain, you can actually knock it out with these things. So mm. where where is the toxin found? It's in the gonads and of, liver. In the in the liver, it's in a variety of the internal organs. I'm we're probably you know there's some you know there's. All sorts of, and it's this. from it's a text it's a toxin produced by bacteria, and then sequestered in the liver or something along those lines. I mean, it's are, are there bacteria living in the liver of the fish producing that? And we don't know across all of them. Certainly, some of them the bacteria are. Well, let's do some research. Somewhere else. Living somewhere else. Yeah, you mess up tetrodotoxin. I've got a medical license. I can yeah. write a prescription for it. We'll, we'll, we'll get I mean, started on that project next week. All you have to do is get it in a cut or something. You yeah, don't even have mess. to. It's, so they put it in there. Um, they get it in there. They sequester it. It's an alkaloid, so it's a real small, heat-stable molecule. It's not like like venoms or some of the other poisons. It's really, it's really serious, and it's hard to get rid of. You know, so do you think it's an adaptation? And you it's can't, a, you it's can, a, 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 a evolutionary adaptation that the fish develops. This, I mean, it makes them less likely to be eaten, perhaps. Or adaptation is kind of a loaded word, but there's no question that in Lots my of mind, different that, organisms have picked it up. Yeah, mm. when you see repeated evolutions of things, that sort of suggests an adaptation. And when you start having fishes that have black and a lot, some of the puffers have. Uh, black and yellow stripes that are indicative of a, a warning coloration. So they're warning others that they're poisonous. So they've obviously recognized that. And then to throw more weight on that, there's a whole bunch of things that are mimicking the poisonous puffers. It's, like, it's funny because you would think it wouldn't necessarily uh, uh, help uh, reproduction to, because you, you would have to be, you would have to be killed for another animal to know to not, but that's why warning coloration evolves or something. I mean, like that's yeah. that's a little, that's that's a little directed. But as well, yeah, that's tr- trying to send a signal yeah. to a predator that you don't want to eat me. It would be right. a bad idea. Right, like monarch butterflies are the same thing. There's always those blue jay experiments where they fed the blue jays the monarchs, and then you protect your species going forward. Mm. Or maybe it's your, you know, maybe initially it starts with your siblings. But, but animals have learned. I mean, and something might eat something with a, with a warning color pattern and it might not be something as lethal, but then they have in their brain that like, maybe I shouldn't eat something that looks like that ever again. Mm -hmm. And so there's lots of other things that look like that in general. So, and and I also don't know how fast the tetrodotal, you know, I haven't bitten down on a puffer fish. Like it could be so (laughs) fast. First of all, I get a mouthful of spikes. (laughs) It takes a while. Well, it takes a while for a human. It could take over 24 hours to die. 
Oh, sure. But it's one thing that, like, you may immediately numb, you know, I don't know yeah. how fast the numbing or any of that happens. You could have an immediate reaction when you're That's fighting. That's fast, or, actually. The numbing right. is fast. And so you could be, you, you know, it's one of those things, like, you know, where you go, like, uh-oh. <laughs> you could be, like, <laughs> out or something. Spit it out and just hope for the best. So oh. how does the fish protect himself, him or herself, from the toxin? That's that's sort of one of these questions. So we we always like poisons and venoms because they're intriguing, they're scary or whatever. But there's always this double-edged sword that we have no earthly idea how the animal protects itself from it. And from a, let's say, a bioprospecting perspective, a fish venom is, you know, we were afraid of them, but, the, the, you know, we, we could use them to fight cancer because it's bad. But at the same time, the chemicals that the fishes use themselves to, protect, to sequester it or make them safe could actually be sort of like super antioxidant kind of, you know, that concept of, like, protecting yourself from something. Mm-hmm. Um, there is sort of a that aspect of the animals, but we don't really know there. You can take like a poison dart frog or dark poison frog, the dendrobatids people have done lots of feeding experiments on those. So they have, they get the, the poisons in their skin from their diet and they actually have the ability to eat. They have to eat the stuff in order to be poisonous. They eat it. Somehow it's passed through their system. In some cases they actually change the alkaloids a little bit. So they don't, they, they, they eat one and put a different one in their skin. So they obviously have all sorts of complicated evolutionary signals for doing that. And so that what's interesting from that perspective is that although the animal, you can't trace the evolution like you could if they were producing the, the chemical themselves, like if it was a protein, you can't trace it through the genetic code. But you could trace this modification system and all mm-hmm. this sequestering system. Mm-hmm. But as far as we know, they bind it to something and it travels safely through what the system. What organ do they do this in? Well, it's got, I mean, in a case of a dendrobated, it's something in their stomachs where it starts and it's carried through the blood and put somewhere else. I mean, it's, it's all over the, I mean, it's the production of the chemical is maybe in the stomach, but. So the, so it would ingest an alkaloid, it would be absorbed from the stomach and then immediately protein bound in the bloodstream to some sort of something that detox, for, to guess about it would be, it would bind to something that would detoxify it for that animal, and then it would go... And perhaps change it. And perhaps change it. And then maybe it would go to the liver and hang out and be well, changed and again, the, and then it would be sent to skin cells or something, or to yeah, no, apocrine glands or something. Yeah, I mean, it could be anywhere. I mean, that's what's tricky. That's fascinating. No, it's complicated. Like Why crazy. can't we do that? I want to do that. We probably do do that. You think? Yeah, I mean, that's where, like, yeah. if you get ciguatera poisoning, your body puts it and moves it into, the, into your fat cells. So you get this poison to protect yourself. We have all sorts of things we throw into fat. Yeah. This is true. A lot of toxins are thrown into our fat. And if you eat different things, it makes your sweat smell differently because different things get excreted through the skin. and the Like asparagus. You, well, it's probably oh not God. your sweat so much as other, <laughs> other secretions. But, yeah, I mean, you get, like, uh, uh, that sort of thing where you where you ingest something and process it in your body and then... Uh, move it on out in some uh, way that has uh, it has other properties. I like pen- Have you guys ever gotten injections of penicillin? Yes. This I'm allergic. Can't do it. Oh, the, that your whole body uses penicillin. Yeah, your you mouth do. tastes like penicillin. Yeah, it does. It's you, awesome. You You're just like bad. a. Yeah, what is it like? Moldy. It's, it's un. There's it's nothing like, in my life that has ever been like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, just like, like boom. I don't think I've ever that's had penicillin. That. Wow. It's like you feel like your you, you feel like your your tears would taste like penicillin. Mm-hmm. Mm. You just smell everything you breathe. You're just like ah, just go away. I want this out of my body. Garlic. 
Yeah. Yeah. I hear the same is true of sulfa drugs. I don't know if I've ever experienced sulfa drugs, but I've heard people say. Me too. Man, what is with you guys? I am a... (laughs) Bring it on. Bring it on. (laughs) I've had every antibiotic in the world and I love them all. Pull me me full of them. And what could be more scary for Halloween than antibiotics? (laughs) Infections and poisons. (laughs) And poisons. I don't think going as like a poison would be very scary. For Halloween. Oh, no, that's I kind of like that idea, like a bottle of poison. Those those scares of like, you know, trick or treating. And I don't know, Leo, maybe you can talk to this since you have you have little ones about, you know, like, oh, candy's poisons. You need to be careful. Yeah, you go through all their candy. Razor blades and apples or something. Tetrodotoxin in your Snickers (laughs) bar. (laughs) (laughs) We don't x-ray our kids' candy at the hospital and we don't look at it. We just. (laughs) No, because the actual occurrence of that is like ridiculous. Like it's happened Twice, ever. But I know, I, you know, I think all of us know somebody who says they know somebody who would happen to. Isn't that funny how that works? You I know, don't know anybody that Urban swears. legends. Yeah. Well, my, I know somebody who swears that the, it's happened, you know, that somebody that they know. I know a couple people. Who my dad that. would check our candy, and by check, he would eat half of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me, let me, here, here, uh, uh, let me sure check this, that candy for you there. Sure poison you take all the good stuff you take all like the snickers and like all the, the chocolatey stuff and the milky ways and stuff and you'd have to wrestle it back from him he's like i'll make sure it's not poison we probably we sorted all out because milo's classes have made them do like kind of graphs like how many of, of this candy how many yeah. of this candy mm-hmm. to show like ratios and things like that to little kids oh, and when we pull all that out to do that i said like if there was a wrapper that was unopened or something i'd like to think he was Smart enough, but he's probably too young to realize that that's just don't touch that. I mean, he probably still eats food on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, you know, I guess we look at it at that level, but we certainly don't like fondle every piece of candy. No, it's candy. And it's like our block, you know, it's not like he's walking to, it's not like a high school kid walking all over the greater Chicago suburb area to get pounds and pounds of candy. Yeah. What about, awesome. what about superstitions? Uh, you know, like you might say, a black cat crossing your path is bad luck. Uh, and then, and uh, uh, old time sailors were superstitious. Are there any superstitions about fish? If you see this thing, it's bad luck. If you catch a fish like such and such, it's uh, something. Something you know, it'll be lucky for you. Or, or uh, there's definitely some. Like if you catch certain things, there's ghost superstitions. There's supposedly a lungfish in Madagascar that comes out once every 20 years that no one there's no lungfish actually known for Madagascar but it would make sense because all the other lungfishes are found on Gondwana and fragments and that people have actually spent months just sitting there by this pond that this lungfish it's is like waiting to come for the out. great pumpkin yeah exactly yeah. and so there's things like that there's you know there's lots of myths I mean you have things like the oarfish this big 30 40 foot long silver fish that people have equated with the sea serpent legends when they come up, they got like a big bright red coxcomb, like a dorsal fin, like a rooster or something. There's things like that. Do you know of any? Um, in terms of like, yeah, like sea monster legends, the oarfish you just said is probably the one that's cited the most often for huh? inspiring old sailor stories or is thought to have because of its length looking like a sea serpent. There's nothing, there's nothing that you can think of where it's like uh, you found that and you must be lucky. It's like a lucky catch or something. I can't think of any like lucky fish. That there's some. I'm sure that in certain areas I mean, there, there must if be. If somebody's listening to this podcast and knows any lucky fish, please. I feel like send there is it. something. Please tweet it. Yes. 
There's definitely some places where you go and they tell you not to catch certain things because it's unlucky or it's supposed to bring bad harm to you. So when you're with local fishermen, they throw certain things back. That has to do with like a lot in the Pacific as well with like taboo. Right, exactly. Like that kind of stuff. animals and things like that. So you're not allowed. Yeah, I'm sure lots of cultures have very different right, and things depending on the biodiversity that's around them. Right, I mean, we, we in 1996, we caught a, or we didn't catch it, it washed ashore a big... 25 or so foot oarfish washed ashore in San Diego. And we went out and got it when I was working at the collection out there. And it's a Laotian god. So you can, lots of people, like we got death threats because it was written up in the paper that we had this thing and we'd cut its head off because it was so big we couldn't put it in the collection in any other way other than to cut it into pieces. So we got Did phone calls. Did you cut call. it into pieces? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't cut it into pieces. Right. But... <laughs> Just for the record, should, otherwise you'd be have the right. vengeance of By God cutting it into pieces, you. you mean dissection? No, no, no. We oh, like okay. literally <laughs> cut it into pieces because the biggest tanks you have are five, six feet I long, see. and if you have a twenty-five foot long fish, the only thing you can do is cut it into. Kind of thin. Can you have like wrapped it up, Just, like, flopped it up on top of each other? <laughs> well, actually, what we did was cut the head and the tail off and threw everything away. You buried it, right? They you buried the rest of it. it. The Navy SEALs buried it, but so but when that happened. You know, they, and every one of those Navy SEALs has died a mysterious <laughs> death. Could be. Um, but so that happened. And so... You, you got know, like death threats? from We got death threats, options. We got lots of requests for it. Now if you go to like Thai restaurants, so a couple of people borrowed pictures. So if you go to a Thai restaurant, you can often see the picture I took of it on the walls. They've like put this fake like logo on it that says it was collected in 1973 in the Mekong River by U.S. soldiers because the picture I took has all these Navy SEALs holding up. A lot of them are like pretty naked. <laughs> so if you like naked men and long taboo fish, look up this photo from Dr. Lee. We can put it on a fish fish god. god. It's like a it's god. A god. Yeah. So it's a god. It's a god of what? Do you know? The rivers, no. I think, or something. Or like, yeah. yeah. It's all over all their stuff. I have a giant book in my office that just arrived yesterday just on this fish. Oh. I'll, I'll poke through it and see. Yeah, it's a very famous fish because of the its ties to legends and sea monsters and yeah. all those things. You don't think of a lot of fish gods. I mean, you think of like... Um, Neptune, right? Mm-hmm. He was like god of the seas, but I'm trying Poseidon. to Poseidon. Poseidon. But I can't think of any other fish as gods. Um, well, there's got to be some other god. You can sit through here and think about this. There's got to be some other... A whale shark? whale shark. That's no god. I don't know. Somebody somewhere might think it's a huge, like the biggest <laughs> fish. Like, if so, you're going to have a fish god, why wouldn't you want the biggest one? I think that there, there's definitely a... Um, they didn't pick the oarfish because it was small. What's That's that true. fellow's name? Uh, 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 the guy. Gary Larson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I jump, I jump all over these things. Now, what, the, the guy that wrote the Cthulhu mythos, what is that author's name? Oh, H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft has a really excellent story about a sea god. This guy goes to this town, and it's overrun by half men, half fish, who go yeah. out and, and have like an underground, underwater sea god. But I think all the things that are related to orfish, I mean, there's the king of the salmon, the king of the herring, all their common names are king of whatever. I mean, they're, they're all these, they're, you know, they're all those. The genus is yes. Regalicus. 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 Yeah. The Swede's or probably the god of cod god. I'm going god. Regalicus because regal. Yeah. Regalicus. I'm sure that's... I get you. Yeah. The but it's mainly it's colors probably for that, right? The red fins and the big red crests on the head. It's got like, like a crown. Mm-hmm. It's pretty yeah. awesome. I mean, they're very interesting looking. 
a total disaster. But the fossil stuff too has probably inspired a lot of like sea serpent dragon type myths. I mean, well, a lot sure. of a yeah. lot of the myths of dragons are from dinosaur bones, or like there's yes. obviously large fossil fish, like humongous fossil fishes that yes. are no longer around that you know people have found, and those things inspire mm-hmm. mythologies. No, I mean that, there's this great Water book serpents. Called, called Dinosaur Hunters, all talking about in Asia, like what it would be like to just walking around and all of a sudden you find the backbone of a dinosaur, and you're like. What the heck is this from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, things like those, like well, like femurs of dinosaurs, have been tied uh, to cyclops myths or like giant oh, yeah. humans because they'll see in in Britain and Britain. Very sorry about this, Britain, but mythology of Britannia is so boring. I mean, it's really like it's not like Celtic <laughs> mythology, which is really interesting, and even Wales, no. but like British mythology is just like terrible. And that's actually what inspired part of uh, Tolkien to write Lord of the Rings, because he was very disappointed in it as well, and he explained to a letter to one of his friends, he's like, I want to write good British mythology. So he made that up, which is infinitely better. Anyways, that was a large dorky digression into, um, they thought giants roamed the land of Britain before, and apparently their ancestors came from, from Greece, so there was a big, you know, bow dip that... Greeks and like princesses and some royal people from Greece went off in a boat and their boat got blown out and ended up in Britain and they uh, they saw giants there but they actually think um, the story came from mammoth and mastodon skulls that they found there because you know when you see them it looks like they have like one big eye mm-hmm. in the skull so they'd be like one-eyed giants that roamed the land. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So with a lot of fish you have cases where they have um, scary names so you have lots of Sea devils, and sea goblins, viper fish, viper fish. So like the sea goblins are kind of wasp fish. The devils, there's devils all over the place. You have uh, some of the manta rays that are that are plankton feeding, large plankton feeding things have, are called devil rays. And then you have goblin sharks, goblin sharks, and you have the devil pupfish. What other? Which is not that scary. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's the like a kind of chunky is not scary. <laughs> kind of chunky guppy, basically. Yeah, that that <laughs> chunky guppy. That is a coming to I, get you. I do find it amusing when people name fish that are completely innocuous looking, some like crazy name to make it sound insane. Like yeah. just pride, mainly pride to draw some attention to it. I'm sure just to give it a little extra charisma or something. But we have ghost knife fish. Are there any other ghosts? Ghost catfish. Ghost catfish. Are they also see throughy kind of thing. Yeah, see throughy. Um, what other, what's some classic? Are there any pumpkin? They got pumpkin seed sunfish. What are the others from Halloween? Pumpkin seeds. Got all the catfishes for the, any witch? They got witch eels. Yeah. They, got, they got pointy noses. Oh. Fun pointy noses. They don't wear hats. They ride brooms. How about a hatchet fish? Oh, yeah, hatchet that's a good, fish. Yeah. That's a good one. You could kill someone with a hatchet fish or a knife fish. Oh, yeah. The knife fish are kind of like just like the that's ghost knife fish. Right. Is there a spear fish? No, you, you can spear. engage in spear fishing, but. I don't know if there's a spear fish. Exactly. There's a needle fish. Yeah, there's a needle, needle fish, fish, but no. I don't. What else is Halloweeny? What other words? There's, are there any candy fish? Candy fish. Candy fish. I don't it's think a delicious so. Delicious fish. Sugar <laughs> fish. Tastes Sugar? like chocolate no. fish. <laughs> Dagon, a uh, an Assyrian god, that was uh, the god that they did in uh, Shadow over Innsmouth, which is the H.P. Lovecraft story. Hmm. They he's a merman. It. Well, a mighty he's, Triton. He's a god of. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the old ones. Yes, he's one of the, yes, the one of the old ones, one of the unspeakable ones of ancient oldness uh, that uh, 
Lovecraft was always talking about. Like, it would drive you mad just to look at it, so you can't even describe it. What planet are you guys from? We're from we, this one. We're from the one where you read fiction. We, yeah, we read fiction I, I about read cool things. Oh, the Shadow over Innsmouth is my favorite. That's my favorite H.P. Lovecraft story. It's a shame I couldn't remember the name of it. And it's about people who are ha- like half fish. They're sort of like fish frog human hybrid creatures that come out at night and slither all over this town. It's great. You got snake heads that are like that. Their slither reminded me. Right. Snakes right. are kind of scary. The what walking catfish, Clarius. Oh, the walking catfish. Those are creepy. Got frogfish. Got frog fish, got toadfish. <laughs> Frog. This is Halloween-y. Uh, we got zombies, frogs, and toads. Are there any zombie fish? Frankenstein Well, I mean, we talked about the tetrodotoxin potentially like, being used to, for zo- to create human zombies. But, like, there are no zombie fish, per se. No, and I can't think no. of anything like the parasites where they take over the brains or something. There's nothing like that in fish, right, where the really fish know. is being controlled by some outside entity. That would be awesome. Spider fish? Are there spider fish? Are there bat there fish? There are spider fish. fish. Tripod, yeah, tripod fish. fish has, uh, another called- common name is spider fish. That's messed up. There's the bad fish, of course. The um, oh, what else we got? It's got to be. It's all kinds of creepy fish. Yeah, there's all sorts. I mean, like a lot of the stonefishy things are nasty, and a lot of the deep sea animals are nasty. There's slimy fish. That's why I I always wonder, like, why why isn't like more fish creatures more embedded with Halloween? Because like the deep is very scary. Like you know, the idea of the deep because we have no idea what's down there, and like big squids and it's probably yes, the kraken. It's probably partially yes. just the remoteness of it that it's not something that most people are going to come into contact with, That's so they true. don't have fear, superstitions yeah. associated with them. And most yeah. of the things that we do, like have them, we have with the kinds of things that people come in contact with, like beach going with like sharks or yeah. piranhas, island cultures and stuff, Pacific island cultures and things must have yeah. more of that because you could have a wave that would come and the shark would come into your house. And yeah. And as we yeah. talked about like, like sailors or something like people that yeah. used to do fisher fishing for a living or like who, you know, old time sailors, they probably had tons of myths and things about seeing fish or dolphins and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Well, there's like, what is that? That ghost ship that would appear. So, there probably is a. Is there a ghost fish? Did we say this? Yeah, there's, there's a computer. They're mostly see through. Ah. They're kind of like. They should probably more accurately refer to as like skeletons. But yeah, I mean, like now you're making me think that the, I got the, the best costume I could be would be force my wife to go as an anglerfish and I could be a parasitic male attached to it. <laughs> that would <laughs> be awesome. That would be it. That would be the best costume. Or maybe an anglerfish would be an easy fish Halloween costume to do, though. You could just have some sort of thing hanging off of you with a light. Get some like a lure, creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like one of those. Gotta, gotta, definitely have to throw like a dorsal fin on there, though. Yeah, you'd yeah. have to have some sort of fin. I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an impossible costume to pull off. Where would you put the anal fin? <laughs> <laughs> Say what? <laughs> I think anglerfish would be a great Halloween costume. You'd look big and you'd look scary. You could do, and you could do it like a full blown one of those ridiculous like kid in a. You know, like just in a mask kind, you could do, but you could also do one of those ones that I like where you like that's kind of like the riding a, a horse kind. Do you know those ones I'm talking about? Where like the mm-hmm. front of the horse comes off in the front, you could actually mm-hmm. have the anglerfish, you could be like, you could be the parasitic male attached, although it would be the wrong part yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you could be appear, you could appear to be riding on the back of an anglerfish. That would be sweet. That would, that would be cool. If I had any ability to sew, yeah, controlling or Aquaman. We should go with Aquaman. Oh, for you should go as Aquaman for his Halloween. That would that be a great the worst one for you guys. superhero ever. I know it totally is. He gets made fun of all the time. Aquaman, maybe Namor, the Marvel Aquaman. 
Oh, Namor, uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Name, Namor is like a green-skinned Aquaman, isn't he? He's got like green pants and then no shirt. So oh. not a lot of costume. Just be like green tights. and. I don't think I want I you to go cold. with that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody wants to see me go around with no shirt and tights on. With like a bunch of fish maybe in an aquarium. The Lord of the Fish. The Lord of the Fish. There is my command. Some sort of like well, you can snorkel throw with bubbles. Swedish fish at people. Yeah, like as you're walking. Yeah, by, Swedish like, fish. Now there you go. There's a oh, candy that a is a fish. Yeah, candy you got those fortune teller fish too. At oh Knox. yeah, those are fun. Cellophane or whatever they yeah, are. Yeah, you just put it in your hand, and the way it curls is supposed to tell you. They obviously always or... jump off your hand and like get stuck to something disgusting on the floor. Yeah. Favorite horror movies? Oh, that's hard. Just have, off the top of your head, what's the first one comes in your head it, that you like the best? Good. I like My Bloody Valentine. Oh, really? That's a good one. That's good. I like, because there's like horror creepy, and then there's like horror gore. You know, like, yeah. just the gory the better, but I like the ring. Oh. Ringu, because oh. that's so creepy. It's going to Like the remake or the original? I like both. I like the original, but I thought they did a good job with the remake as well. They're both creepy. I would like to go as... Um, uh, what's her face? The girl from it one Halloween because she's super creepy because she just walks anything that walks very slowly and it's like gonna like totally eat your face. Do you think anybody's gonna know what a VHS tape is anymore? No. Do people pass around VHS tapes? And <laughs> <laughs> VHS they need to modernize the ring. It needs yeah. to be like a about viral YouTube video or something. How about you? Uh, mine's probably the Evil Dead too. Oh, that's an awesome one. Yeah, yeah. that's a good that's one. That's not really scary. I like the uh, the, the awesome one that comes to my ever. mind first is Alien. Uh, that's kind of a sci-fi movie. It's, it's a horror movie. Uh, scared the 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 scared all kinds of th- substances out of me when I was a kid. Jesus. Yes, yes, the bejesus and various things. Scared the penicillin out of you. It scared. <laughs> yes, it scared the it scared the tetracycline out of me, man. That one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I, just, I like those old school, like, early 80s horror movies. Like gore, we're going to, like, Oh, like the original like Fright of, Night? Yeah, that was a good one. I like Fright Night, yeah. All yeah. those ones where they, like, jump, things jump out, there's a little bit of blood, but it's sort of campy. But, like, it's, they're, they're not trying to be too hokey. Like, that's my problem with the Prana 3D. It's the same problem I have oh. with, like, fake fish. It's, like... Don't either make it totally fake and fanciful or make it the real thing. Don't go in between. And like Piranha 3D is like tries to sort of be the like it's too campy. It's not horror at all. Yeah. But there's a subset of horror fans that that's what they like. They like the campy horror movies. What scared me as a kid uh, was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Do you remember that one? Are you being serious? It's comedy. <laughs> it's it's sort of a comedy movie, but it there's is. a lot of sort of scary moments in it. It scared you. It scared me when I was a little kid. I remember watching it on well, it was on, enough, yeah. on Creature Features or uh, 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 Fraser Thomas. What was that? Uh, Family Classics or something? I think they'd show that one around Halloween. And uh, I, it didn't scare me like I couldn't watch it or it kept me up at night. But I was always on the edge of my seat because. Lou Costello was always near the wall and there was a hand reaching out and reaching out and would almost grab him and then he'd look away and that, that sort of creeped me out when I was a kid. I don't know why. Yeah. I saw a lot of horror movies as a child. It's because they're the best. Yeah, I love horror movies. I, I mean, can remember horror being... movies are for teenagers. I, was, I meant as a child. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of Freddy when I was little. Yeah, the the... the... 
the Freddy Krueger movies really freaked me out. Those get silly really rapidly, though. Oh, no, 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 yeah. yeah no, I mean, there's fun. only so much you can do with that. You know, like, the first one was proper and scary, and then after that, you're like... The second one was pretty scary, too. I don't remember the second one. <laughs> I saw... Uh, how many? I don't even know how many of those they made. I saw a few of them. The Hellraiser movies were those. Those oh, were oh Hellraiser. I, 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 I didn't like any I of those. I like Pinhead. Yeah. What are you yeah. talking about? Oh, Candyman was. I remember uh, thinking that was scary. I never saw that one. That was good. Guy yeah. Like he had control over the bees or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. He would stick bees on you. Do you think they're going to make a new job? <laughs> what was, make a new what was that Halloween movie that had the masks that had all the bugs and stuff come out of them? Remember that was that Halloween three? Oh. It had nothing to do with Halloween. Is that the witch one? Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. Yeah. Yes. Halloween three. Yeah. What about that Halloween H two O? Wasn't that like at a like a an aquarium or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> it well, should have been. That was just the twentieth anniversary. Like it was H2O. just a bad name. Oh, okay. It, but didn't they not they like weren't they at some amusement park or something for part of it? Wasn't it when LL Cool J killed at something? I don't remember. I can't remember if it was an aquarium. I. It I barely remember that movie. It wasn't like the Dennis Quaid Jaws movie where it was like at a fun that, park. Yeah, that was Jaws 3D. Yeah. That was also bad. Somehow we have to get that. Can we still Jaws get 3D? 3D? Can you project that kind of 3D movie? Yeah, I think so. Because it's just the red blue. Uh, this is the Field Museum, Chicago. We have all the capability. We got all the candy <laughs> got here, don't we? A horror movie was filmed in the Field Museum in Fishes. Oh, yeah. The Relic. Yeah, the, Relic. the movie The Relic. Relic was Penelope. B.N. Miller. Yep. Yes. Who could forget? She, well, she was in something just recently, As actually. She was in The Artist. Is that a movie? Academy Award winning movie. Best picture last year. Where have you been? I have not seen The Relic. He doesn't even yet. know what Cthulhu is. I feel like... Shh. Oh, well, yeah, he doesn't I have it fiction. on my computer. You should... Is, is it... What part of... What part of fishes? There, well... Filming in. There's, there's parts in the movie where she's being chased by the monster, and they're running through the hallway, and it's... It's like it's actually where the collections like where are. Yeah, are. yeah. It's yeah. In the old collections. In the old no, collections, it's yeah. actually filmed. The places where they actually filmed is actually where we're recording this podcast because it's when the collection is where Biosynthesis Center is now. Yes. When the, really? We were being recorded wow. where the that area. That wasn't a bad movie. That was actually an okay movie for what it was. Yeah, and it's a it's all set at the Field Museum. Well, it's a curator that gets mutated. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a curator. Spoiler alert! That gets scratched or something, right? That's right. I don't know. I'm not spoiling anymore. Oh. No, there was something. Is it, was, is it based on one of our curators? There was something about a plant, right? And there was eggs on the bottom of the plant. It had lots of. He's like he gets turned in into like five different species. Like they sequence him, and he's like five different animals or plants and animals. It's a total disaster. <laughs> but they, well, they, it's, it's it's not scientifically accurate, but as far as horror movies go, it's pretty. No, okay. I know. I, I, I've watched it multiple times. It's also fun if you're. I've been to the Field Museum recently. Like, Sue isn't in there, so the Stanley Field Hall looks very different. It's got these fountains, which are confusing to me. Yeah. And, like, Lakeshore Drive goes around the Field Museum, so it's in between the Shedd Aquarium and the Field Museum rather than Mm -hmm. the museum campus. Right. It's got some historical things. It's got, like, this really funny mayor guy that, you know, doesn't seem like it. And they've got the – there are tunnels underneath the Field Museum to go places, and they go through some of those. I mean, there's a lot of – it's uh, there's a lot of fun things in there. It's totally worth watching the relic. That's a good point. the creature design is pretty nice too. And the the person who did that creature design, Stan Winston, has done a lot of things like the Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Oh really? Yeah. yeah it, was, could, it was a good American. creature. You don't see it a lot, but when you see it, it's pretty scary. Yeah. yeah. We could do the Finding Nemo thing on the relic. Oh, we could. We should. Yeah, we should do that sometime. Let's, let's Another commentary it. track for yeah. the relic. Then we have to play that better though, so that we can actually see it. Oh. It's a horror movie. Oh yeah, that's true. That'd be awesome. It'd be like. Hey! 
If you want to agree, disagree, or want to ask what the fish, tweet us your question or send us a topic suggestion at FM underscore what the fish. So if you're enjoying our podcast, you can also find us on iTunes. And if you're enjoying it and you are on iTunes, please uh, rate and give us a comment. And for this week, so long and thanks for all the fish.